This episode contains spoilers for the season finale of Gun and Wand, now streaming on BHO. Make sure you catch up, because a major character has died. It's been a shocking final episode of Gun and Wand. So many wizards have been stabbed. You have betrayed Avaldore. And you have stabbed me. You'd have thought they were made of onions the way I wept. But for the final episode of this pod, we're going back to the start with an interview with the legendary showrunner Brent Teller. His CV includes Gun and Wand, of course, Moon Breakup, and Cooking on the Run. I spoke to him about what inspired the show, its global success, and what he thinks about In the Shower. Joining us for our final episode is the genius showrunner Brent Teller, the guy who invented Gun and Wand, the series. I, I don't think it's fair to say that I invented it. I mean, it was already a... Of course, it was an adaptation. Yeah, I mean, I took it and turned it into, you know, the success that it is. But it's a team effort. Well, you, you run but, the like, show. Yeah, but I'm the boss. You're the showrunner. Yeah. You run it. Yeah. Going back to the start, where did the idea come from to pitch Gun and Wands as a series to BHO? Because it's a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. Magic. Yeah. Gangsters. Yeah. Mixing them together. The idea came from the book. Again, mm. I can't take credit. That's, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I can't take credit for the genius um, of the books. Um, I can take credit for, you know, making it a you know, global success. Yeah, it's so original. I mean, you can Thank say, you. You can say you. every plot detail and character kind of has been seen before. Mm-hmm. But you've put like a, a, a twist, a slight twist on them. Yeah. Which is incredible. You once said in uh, in an interview uh, before the show came out, you yeah. said, this is a show for people with severe brain rot from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Could you talk to me about what you meant by that? Um, well, Gen Z's are, you know, they're our bread and butter, but they have a very short attention span. So in a sitcom, the traditional rule is a laugh has to be on every page, right? That's the rule. And for me, the rule was someone has to die, someone has to get stabbed, someone has to get shot, or we have to see some heavy magic every 20 seconds. Mm. Every 20 seconds, I want to see three, that's three a minute, right? We got rabbits turning into dragons, we got frogs melting, we got that woman who had seven tits, which was mm. my idea. Um, yeah. People said four, and I was like, what's better than four? Seven. Yeah. I jumped up three. And, you know, we have to keep them engaged. We have to keep those Gen Zs uh, coming back, you know. And they've got better, you know, if they don't like the show, they go out, they roller skate, they do those dancing on the tube videos. You know, they've got a, they've got a life. It's, it's a stupid life, but they've got a life that they can live. So we have to keep them always surprised. You know, what about if elves, you know, knew hip hop? And then, and then that's one idea. You know, what if a cat can ride a broomstick that's another idea you mm-hmm. just you know whatever you've got we can we we could we toy around with it in the writer's room yes no yes like it don't like it and it's all about quick frenetic decisions and you think about it you think about how you do it afterwards but if we think that the kids are going to love it then we then we'll try and do it mm. short short sharp burst you can see that in how it comes out in the show you just just very little thought has gone into yeah very little 
Yeah. But very happy they're watching. It's got those eyeballs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Gen Z judgmental eyeballs. (laughs) 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 So judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause you've got one of the biggest Gen Z actors in the world on your cast, JJQ. What was she like to work with? Well, she'd never acted. Mm. So what we did is a, it's a very, it's a very lengthy process when you're trying to find cast members. You get, they send you self tapes, they audition, you look at their face. You think, is the world going to like that face? Is it what's interesting about that face? Is it a face that I'd like to kiss? You know, those kind of things. So they go through your mind and then, and you, you, we saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and some of them were great. Some of them were trained at RADA. Some of them were brilliant theatre actors. You go on their socials, it's like 200 followers, mm. you know? And and you see someone That's like JJ. Enough. Yeah, you see JJ Cube and she's got, I mean, I don't even know what her number is now. Uh, it's like into the seven million now. Yeah, you've immediately got a fan base of millions of people who are going to watch it just because they're in it. And you can save it in the edit as well. That's the other thing people don't realise. If they can't act. Well, well, no, she can't. She's very good at um, what she does. Of all the influencers I've seen who want to work in Hollywood, who have no right to do it because they've got no training and they've been gifted a life because they're aesthetically pleasing, she's in the top 10. That's high praise. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, on the other end of the acting spectrum, mm-hmm. veteran method actor Harry Forthright. You, you, how, did, how did you cast him? Uh, I am in a cab home one night, black cab, and uh, we're coming up through uh, Primrose Hill and um, someone's moped on the floor and there's a guy's ankle is very disfigured and um, cab driver gets out of the car. I call 999. He clocked the cab driver, knocked him out and then got in the cab and then pulled out a knife and said he was going to kill my kids. And I go, oh my God, take my money. Is this about, and then I, I revealed some stuff to him in the, Panic and go, you know, I was, I love my wife, but I, you know, I, sometimes we get lonely. And, and, and then he goes, no, 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 no. I'm going to kill your kids if you don't give me the role in this show. And he pulls the hat and it's Harry. He pulls his mask off and it's the lead actor of your show. Yeah. And I to went, be. yeah, to be at this point. And I went, that is absolute commitment, but there's a process. We need to see you on tape. Mm-hmm. And he did not like that. He'd gone through a lot of effort to, you know he'd broken his own ankle he kidnapped you as well yeah so i go home and i'm shaken but i'm impressed right and then he phoned me every day for probably two weeks i'm gonna kill your kids if you don't give me this role i'm gonna bankrupt you i know what you did in the summer of 1995 when you told your wife you was in magaluf you know and then uh one night i'm outside your house and then one night next night i'm under your bed and i can hear you can hear when someone's in the room. Right. And it's not just on the phone. He was under my bed. He was under your bed. Yeah. Like, that is method. It's, it's one thing for an actor to really commit and going method into the character. It's another thing for them to threaten your kids. And you were impressed by that? Very. Very. Because if he was willing to do that and there's no cameras, mm. imagine what he's willing to do when there's lots of cameras. Mm-hmm. And the answer is lots. And now he's so close with my kids. Really? Yeah, he wouldn't hurt, he wouldn't hurt them. Oh. Probably. Okay, spoiler alert for any listeners. Because oh. I'm about to drop the biggest spoiler of all time. 
Pinky Black gets shot in the face in the final episode of the season with his own, with his own, with his own gun. With his own gun. Which was a metaphor. I don't know what, it was, what the metaphor was, but it, was, it felt better if it was his gun. Mm. Anyone can get shot by someone else's gun. Yeah. Shot with your own gun. By a wizard. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Why is he using a gun? Incredible stuff. What does that say about society? There's a million ways to kill someone, but a gun's probably the best. It was an amazing scene. His death. It was so emotionally poignant, yet bloody and horrible. Mm-hmm. What, why did you... Horrible is in a good horrible, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was... It Visceral. Was, yeah, I mean, this, mm. the bullet entering his face was done with an almost gleeful tone to it. I feel like you really lingered on that shot. We used a lot. I think we are the most blood used in a show ever. Mm. Obviously. And it was all real as well. Blood was real. Yeah, that's the other thing. On a lot of sets, they use syrup, you know, but I wanted it to be real, which is actually not, apparently not very good for hospitals because it's very hard to get real blood, especially um, O negative. But the character in my head was O negative, so we had to buy a lot of gallons. It really surprised me personally that he died so so early on in the show Mm -hmm. because we've spent a whole series talking about him we've been talking about his character development we're talking about you know the fact that he has five bullets left in his revolver how is he going to kill six wizards with those uh it's been you know such deep work has gone into this Uh and then you shot him in the face um what what was going through your head not a bullet. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what was going through his. Yeah. Um, it's the question, why did I go against the narrative of the book? Right, because or is the question, this why doesn't happen I... in the book. He survives for another nine books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some fans were pretty shocked by that. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go down well on the forums. Um, but, you know, you have to make creative choices. The most important thing to me is that it stays fresh fans would it be anything to do with the fact that he held dr brian spleen the language expert hostage in his trailer for a month and a half absolutely nothing to do with that no no that was that's between those two guys you know was it a hostage situation was it someone you know goofing off and in hollywood you can goof off you know what i mean yeah with hostages yeah yeah Yeah. goof off in front of people is totally fine what did Harry Forthright make of this change? Was was I mean I can't imagine he took the news particularly well. Well, he wasn't on set um, when when we made the decision, and he wasn't in the in the writers' room when we made the decision. It does play on my mind, you know. Every time I you know am vulnerable, if I'm in the shower, and I you know I think, well, what's to stop him coming in here right now, sudsing me up, slitting my throat? He got under my bed. I don't even know how he got under my bed. You know, he could dress up as my wife. He's, he's that good an actor. I genuinely think if I went home tonight and my wife was him, I wouldn't be able to tell for three days. No one from the media, the mainstream media, has spoken to the reclusive original author, C.H.S.F. Hartington, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote uh, the novels in many years. He's been a recluse for many years. But we heard that you've actually met him when, mm-hmm. when you were creating the show. You decided to go and meet him. What was he like? idiosyncratic Mm. is probably the word to use he did not want to meet 
And when I want something, I go out and get it. So I flew to Montana, uh. Uh, which is where he lives, and knocked on his door. I had a little overnight bag. And he didn't know who I was. And we kind of, I tried to forge a friendship with him. I tried to say, you know, listen, I'm going to take care of your baby. Um, and he went, I'm really worried about, you know, I've had problems with shows being developed in the past and people mess with the story. And I just said, listen, man, we're not going to, we're not going to do any of that. But no, he was a great guy. Good cook. The first night I was in his house, we watched, he wanted to watch Frasier. Bloody loves Frasier. He thinks it's the best show ever made. Um, he says up until Niles and Daphne got together, it's the greatest sitcom of all time. And then when they get together, it, the mm, writing goes, goes downhill. And that's what he was. I think he's he lives with that fear that we were going to sort of cock up his stories. He said, you know, promise me one thing. And I said, anything, anything. And he went, just promise me you'll stay faithful to the characters and the narrative. And I said, you got it. Epilogue. The suns were setting over the mystic provinces. Pinky Black stroked his long grey beard and smiled to himself. It had been forty winters since he was crowned ruler of these strange lands that he now called home. After decades of war, the kingdom of Avaldor was at peace once again, and Pinky Black was alive. The end. But then there is the shocking twist at the end of this season where Pinky Black is shot in the face mm -hmm. with his own revolver. Yeah, some and, said... And that's that, a big change from the books, Yeah, right? some people said that that was not in keeping with the original narrative. Some people did. Of course, our fans, yeah. the Wandies, oh, yeah. have, have a lot of questions for you. Caroline, do you want to read the first question? Um... Connor from Belfast wants to know um, if Pinky Black will ever come back. Never say never. That's what I always say. Never say never. But in this case, never. Cheryl from Manchester says, how could you, how could you, how could you, how could you kill off Pinky Black? How, how could we is two questions, really. Mm. Um, what Number one is a bullet to the head. And number two is, um, you know, got to keep the pages fresh for the next season. Thank you. What's her name? Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. We've had um, a number of emails from a Damien from Hertfordshire, mm -hmm. and he wants to know why you've made the decision to have less nudity as you've gone on through the series. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for writing in. Um, I assume he means, does he mean male and female? Both, yes. Nudity, is he referring maybe to the anus? That and penises mm -hmm. and also tits, he specifically called out. Did he use the word tits? Yes. Wow. Several okay. times. Well, first of all, I would be respectful to women. They're called breasts. And also the reality is, is seeing a penis is that's a tactic we use to shock the audience. You're never really fully mentally prepared, be it a flaccid warrior's cock or a turgid wizard length. And, um, I think that we did that with a level of artistic merit. And I think at this point, we've got to think of more shocking things. And I just think we've all got a bit bored of penises. There is a Sarah from Newcastle. Mm -hmm. She would just like to know if the reason why you killed off Harry forthright is because of his conduct on set. I would rather not answer that. 
So Pinky Black's dead. Mm-hmm. The Bog Trolls are vanquished. I came up with that, Bog Trolls. Well, sort of, it's in the book, but I kept it. Can you give us a clue about what will be happening next season in Gun and Wand? Uh, let's put it this way. Stories, magic, bit of incest. That is amazing. Yeah. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. You've been listening to Gun and Wand, the official companion podcast. It was created, written and produced by Alfie Packham and Caroline McAvoy with improvisation from the cast. The cast was Alfie Packham as the host, Caroline McAvoy as the producer, Paddy Young as Harry Forfright, Adam Flood as Dr. Brian Spleen, BB Cave as JJ Cube, Rob Copland as Drew Portsmouth and Josh Weller as Brent Teller. With additional voice work from Ellie Shaw, Lou Fitz, Mustafa Yassin, Mark Bittlestone, Amy Weber and Elliot Packham. And the original song, Pinky Black, written and performed by Amy Weber. With special thanks to Elliot Packham for sound editing and mixing and to Robin Packham for the podcast artwork.